So yesterday, uh, sort of Realme uh, announced, showed off the GT2 series, which is the second generation, the successor to the original Realme GT. So there's a regular GT2 and GT2 Pro. So honestly, these two phones are essentially like flagship level grade devices from Realme. And again, they're some of the best of the best from the brand that really dares to leap in a way. So the G- regular GT2 comes with a 6.62 inch AMOLED 120 hertz display, uh, along with a Snapdragon 888. That's the other one big difference here compared to the Pro. Um, you get 128 gigabytes and 256 gigabytes of storage, UFS, UFS 3.1 out of the gate. 8 or 12 gigabytes of RAM is available here, uh, along with a 50 megapixel f1.8 regular sensor, which is the main. Also on the Pro, you get a main, similar, same main 50 megapixel sensor, along with a ultrawide and macro sensor. We don't know the actual spec, but it again, it probably is decent and should be big enough in a way. A 16 megapixel front-facing camera and uh, Wi-Fi 6 along with Bluetooth 5.2, USB-C, 5000 mAh battery, 65 watt fast charging, and an under-display fingerprint sensor. Uh, no headphone jack though, that's pretty interesting. Um, and then the Pro is uh, even more interesting in a way, uh, it's a bit more special, let's just say that. Uh, it's got a 6.7 inch uh, LP2.0, LPTO uh, 2.0 display, AMOLED 120 hertz display with HDR10 plus, Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, uh, 128, 256, or 512 gigabytes of UFS 3.1 storage, 8 gigabytes of RAM, and 12 gigabytes of RAM out of the gate. So you got, you've got two RAM options out of the gate. Um, along with that, you have a 50 megapixel f1.8 sensor with optical image stabilization, with one, uh, which is roughly, and the sensor is roughly one micrometer large. 50 megapixel f2.2 ultraviolet sensor, 150 degrees field of view. 3 megapixel f3.0 microscope sensor. It's pretty interesting. So you could do macro and all, so that's pretty interesting. And you get 40x magnification, so you can go up to 40 times further from whatever. Uh, the subject is, uh, again, uh, hence the name Microscope, which is interesting. Uh, along with OIS on the main, you got electronic image stabilization, which is pretty cool. Um, and 8K video recording out of the gate, which is pretty cool. So you probably get jelly stabilization out of the gate. 32 megapixel f2.0 uh, selfie camera on the front. Uh, stereo speakers. Wi-Fi 6, Bluetooth 5.2, USB-C, under-display fingerprint sensor, same battery and fast charging as the regular GT2, 5,000 powers battery, and 65-watt fast charging. So overall, it's a pretty interesting uh, device. Now, uh, one thing I really want to mention is the GT2 Pro does not have, it's not a curved display, it's a flat display, but still impressive regardless. It shouldn't change the experience for a lot of people. Um, now, the key differences between GT2 and the Pro, the regular and the Pro, the regular has a as a more simpler, as a smaller AMOLED display, uh, Snapdragon 888, and up to 256 GB of storage, and just the 50 megapixel main sensor as the Pro, but two different uh, sensors, uh, regard, uh, so that's interesting. Uh, but uh, both the Pro and the regular have similar batteries and fast charging capabilities and same software out of the gate so you just want a regular speedy phone you shouldn't worry about getting the pro if you don't want to pay more for the pro 
the Pro has a couple extra goodies included, which you'll definitely be interested if you're into Android in general. Uh, but yeah, the GT2 Pro, what makes it special is it has a flat display already, 6.7 inch LP LPTO 2.0, uh, second gen uh, LPTO technology. Um, so it's AMOLED, uh, QHD plus resolution, up to 120 hertz refresh rate. Um, it's adaptive, so it can go. So you know how the, how it goes. You get up to 50% less battery uh, power consumption. I was about to say battery life. 50% less power consumption than previous OLED displays. Uh, and you get Gorilla Glass Victus and HDR10 Plus included. So nice goodie to have. So it's pretty premium display. And you get top-notch cameras too on these uh, on this bad boy. Uh, 50 megapixel IMX 766 sensor with OIS. And a Samsung JN1 50 megapixel ultrawide sensor of 150 degree field of view, which is pretty cool. And a microscope uh, sensor, which again lets you zoom up to 40 times into a subject, which I think is pretty cool regardless. So the Pro gives you a premium display, premium processor, and probably premium set of cameras. So it's good value for money. And the GT2 is just a snappy, everyday uh, flagship phone. For those who are probably, this is probably targeting the same audience as the S22 FE and other kind of phones in, in S21 FE actually, and other phones in the lineup, which I think is pretty interesting nonetheless. But one thing I, I kind of find fascinating is the back of these phones. So both models come with this unique uh, material, which is called paper uh, back. It's got paper white and paper green color. It looks nice, kind of like the OnePluses almost, but the this is especially this is actually a bio-based polymer back material, which apparently mimics the feel of paper. First of any other phone to do it, it's got to have this rough texture at the back. So again, it's got a feel of paper. So when you touch it, uh, again, it's supposed to feel like paper. So that's pretty interesting. It's designed by Naoto Fukusawa, who also designed GT Masters design, which uh, which is pretty interesting. And apparently, gives you the same structural integrity as other plastic body, plastic backs, but uh, gives you savings up to two kilograms of carbon dioxide per, two kilograms of carbon dioxide per kilogram body weight, which is impressive. So two kilograms less carbon. Uh, so again, pretty environmentally friendly regardless. So it's a very fascinating phone in a way. Um, you don't get a headphone jack on these. There's no mention of SD card support, so we'll have to wait for the global launch to see if they're going to offer it with an SD card. Uh, but it's a very interesting phone, regardless. Uh, the regular GT2 will start at 2,700 yuan, which is about $425 for the base spec. and go up to 3,199 yuan, so that would be about $503. The Pro starts at 3,899 yuan, so that's for the base spec. And maxed out... Everything really, all bells and whistles, full memory, 12 gigabytes of RAM, 512 gigabytes of storage, 4,999 yuan. So that would be about roughly $787, about $800, about $780 for the maxed out spec. Not bad, I mean, if you think about it, six to 700 for a Realme phone. This is a flagship tier phone from Realme. Now, it's surprising for a brand that is known for making phones at very affordable and competitive prices and wherever it's available. Uh, but yeah, six to $700 for a phone that comes with uh, top-of-the-notch specs, uh, 
8 Gen 1 and uh, much, much more. It's, it's, it's a pretty good deal, if you ask me, compared to uh, all the other options that are out there. So, very fascinating phone, regardless. And um, Realme also states here that uh, these phones will be available in China from January 8th, so in about three days' time. And they will release it later on in Q1 um, of this year. So, uh, definitely worth checking out if you're looking for a flagship killer, uh, nonetheless. Alright, uh, let's talk about another new phone that has also come out this past week. The Galaxy S21 Fan Edition, or S21 FE 5G. There's the, there used to be, uh, if you knew the S20 FE, there was a 4G and 5G variant, but this one is a 5G only variant, which is, I think, pretty interesting. Now, this apparently is the fan edition to the S21 series that we've all actually been waiting forever, almost. It, the whole thing completely got leaked, uh, till, uh, pretty much... So, um, you're probably wondering, what's so special about the S21 FE, we, as we've waited pretty much a whole year almost for this, and the S22 is about to come out, and the S21 regular would be uh, pretty affordable at this point, being that it's going to be on sale now, uh, as a lot of retailers will try to clear that stock for the S22, and so on and so forth. Uh, but what's so special about the S21 FE? So, to start with, I mean, let's just glance over the specs real quick. Alrighty, so the S21 FE comes with either the Snapdragon 888 5G, which is in some markets like the US and Europe, and if you're in Asia, the Exynos 2100. I don't know which spec the S21 FE will come in Bahrain. I'm probably guessing it's an Exynos because Samsung tends to ship Exynos processors for the Galaxy phones in this part of the world, so it'll probably be the Exynos 2100, but Please do check with a retailer before you actually buy this phone if it comes to Exynos 2100 or if there's a demo unit, go into settings, click about, see if see what processor it comes with. Uh, Samsung is not specified as always, which is uh, a mystery, but I'm pretty much sure it's the Exynos 2100 because it's a 5 nanometer chip regardless. Uh, you got a 6.4 inch Full HD plus Am Dynamic AMOLED 2X display, 120 hertz refresh rate. Uh, Weighs 177 grams, comes in four stunning colors, lavender, olive, white, and graphite, like the S21 series. Um, a 4,500 mAh battery, 25 watt fast charging, IP68 water and dust resistance, that's the big part. Water and dust resistance, you can't get that on other phones. <coughs> Ones that don't like to settle and leap forward. <laughs> uh, you get water and dust resistance here at least, which I think is a good thing. Uh, regardless, 5G supports available here, uh, not millimeter wave, I'm afraid, uh, low and mid-band 5G is supported here, uh, per the specs from Samsung, um, you get storage options from 6GB of RAM and 120GB of storage to 8GB of RAM and 256GB of storage, pretty interesting regardless, you get a uh, in-display optical fingerprint sensor, uh, as for the camera, you have a 12-megapixel ultrawide sensor f2.2 with 123 degree field of view so that's the ultrawide sensor along with a 12 megapixel wide uh, dual pixel autofocus ois f1.8 sensor yes it has ois which is good to say the least and an 8 megapixel telephoto sensor with 30x space zoom 30 times hybrid zoom basically not actual zoom so it'll be a little less than that so that's interesting and yeah with an aperture of f2.4 uh, for the front, you have a 32-megapixel f2.2, 81-degree field of view, uh, front-facing selfie camera. Uh, and yes, the S21 FE also comes with wireless 
um, with wire reverse wireless charging, as it's called PowerShare in Samsung speak. So that's pretty interesting regardless. But yeah, as I said, the, the thing about it is that the S21 FE is a pretty interesting mid-range phone. So it sits between the upper end of the A series and starting out, sort of starting sort of lineup of the S series, so the S21, probably the S22 when this launches pretty soon, uh, in a way. Um, I don't know, is it a good, now you all be asking, is it a good deal compared to the S21, regular S21, which actually is, um, I mean, in Bahrain, for as an example, the S21 FE is on, is on pre-orders already, and it's around 310 dinars, and they're claiming that it'll give you a free charger plug and Galaxy Buds 2 in a case if you pre-order it, um, which is a pretty good deal if you ask me, I mean, you can't go wrong with it, in a way. Um, so, and that's for 256 gig variant. Now, if it's with the Exynos 2100, it's a pretty good deal, though you're not getting micro SD card storage, surely, uh, and you're not getting, uh, upgraded cameras. You're not getting fancier cameras of the S21. So if cameras are why you buy Galaxy phones in a way, and you want to save money, I'd probably suggest hunting for a deal for the S21 as it is, but the S21 FE looks like a decent little upgrade from the S20 FE. Uh, here you get standard 5G, you got a foster chip, and it's almost around $700-ish uh, for that, so uh, that's pretty interesting uh, regardless. Uh, though, as I said, you'd want to, uh, if you can take advantage of the pre-order de uh, deals uh, that are for this, for this phone, um, if there's tr good trade-in bonuses, uh, the, ex the extra goodies, do take advantage of that if you can. But generally speaking, you'd, I would price just waiting a little bit. Uh, who knows, the phone will probably drop in price, so it'd be a good deal to get it a few months later at a good price. So honestly, uh, it's a pretty good mid-range, slightly high-end kind of ish phone between that. It's 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 the it, it tiptoes between mid range and high end. It's for that consumer base that wants a name brand phone, a famous a well known phone, but they don't want to put down the kind of money for that phone. They want to save a bit of money. Or for those people who want to get a decent uh premium looking phone but they don't want to pay a lot of money on the contract or up front. So it's reasonable in a way. Uh but yeah. But um if you live in the U.S., places like Best Buy are charging around $500 if you activate with a certain carrier. So if you want to get a fancier phone for that price, then I recommend that offer, as I said, if you can, again, get a contract and switch to a particular mobile network. And, you know, and again, if you're on a contract, I'd recommend that option. Again, if you if you are getting good pre-order bonuses with the S21 FE, I'd also recommend getting it in that regard. It's a pretty good phone. Um, and again, it, it's, it's, again, it's between the S21 and the A71 5G, so it's a pretty interesting mid, it's, it's middle of the line between those line, two lines of phones, so it's a very fascinating phone regardless. It's kind of for the fans, you could say, so yeah, uh, pretty cool nonetheless. And speaking of Samsung phones, uh, in China, uh, in a couple of months, to, uh, next month basically, you could say, uh, we're going to have the Winter Olympics in um, in China. So, interesting, in Beijing, say, 2022 Winter Olympics. Uh, Samsung has obviously uh, announced a limited edition Olympic-themed phone, and Samsung's been doing Olympic-themed phones because it's the electronic sponsor of the Olympic Games for a long, long time. I remember 
the countless number of, of Olympics edition Samsung phones, and they still keep doing it for the flagships to this very day. Uh, and uh, their latest limited edition phone is the Z Flip 3 Olympic Commemorative Edition. This is obviously translated from Chinese. So it's an Olympic-themed device. Basically, it's a it's a uh, gold frame uh, looking um, with a white winter dream white colorway. So if I pen, I'm crapping out here in a way, <laughs> but uh, it's got this uh, pearl white colorway with a gold frame around it and branding for the Olympics, for the Winter Olympics in Beijing, which is in a few weeks' time, basically around the corner. Uh, so it's a Z Flip three, but it's branded with the Winter Olympics, so it's pretty cool, and it'll cost about twelve hundred dollars. Convert it from seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine yuan uh, for the space spec. So if you're into limited edition Olympics Samsung phones, then you definitely want to check this out. It's pretty cool, uh, regardless. Alright, so we got now we're going to move on from phones. We've got to talk about everything that's happening at CES. So all the three big major, sort of you could say, processor, or the three major players in processors, AMD, uh, Intel, and NVIDIA, have all unveiled new processors for laptops generally, and also for a desktop crowd, in general, uh, but they're targeting the laptop crowd because obviously there are new laptops coming out and they got to have new processors, so we're showing off the latest and greatest. we got to start with Intel. Intel has shown off the 12th generation Intel Core mobile processors uh, featuring 28 different SKUs, giving you, a, so apparently according to Intel, giving you a rich featured suite of uh, capabilities uh, giving people what they want, allowing them to do all sorts of things, which is interesting. Um, and apparently it's the most scalable lineup to date uh, for a whole range of uses, obviously. But the f one thing, with the but there are three lines, essentially, that they're offering. The uh, the Edge, th this is the K-series chip, so it's the portable laptops. Uh, so there's the Edge spec uh, processors, which are essentially hybrid desktop, uh, hybrid high-performance chips. So they combine uh, ultra-high-performance cores with high-efficiency cores, uh, sort of giving a more balanced performance, and uh, it's not overkill for certain things like word processing, so it's not absolutely using up all that power, so it's efficient being hybrid. And there's also U and P series, um, UK and UPK uh, series uh, mobile chips, uh, again, designed for productivity and just everyday use, uh, being efficient and all, which is pretty cool, regardless. So, um, in that sense, we got to first talk about the high-performance spec, the Edge series uh, processors. And again, these are the first kind of processors you could say that have, again, they're, they're based on the desktop variants in that they offer both performance and efficient cores, with intelligent workload optimization and management. So basically, this essentially, uh, and again, this is based on a similar, similar 10 nanometer process that is for previous processors, technically. But uh, apparently, according to Intel, you get up to 5 gigahertz clock speed boost, which is impressive. So it's the fastest mobile uh, CPU around. 14 cores, 20 threads. The 14 cores, so six high performance cores and eight high efficiency cores. Uh, again, making it the leader in mobile processing generally, uh, one of the best laptop processors you can get. 
and giving you about 28% faster gaming performance than the previous generation i9 chip of its kind of equivalency. Uh, LPDDR5 or DDR5 is supported along with DDR4 and LPDDR4. Uh, I've read up that DDR5 does bring up noticeable improvement in performance uh, for four gaming and day-to-day tasks, so that's interesting. Uh, Wi-Fi 6E is integrated. Thunderbolt 4 is also available, so this means USB uh, USB 4.0 is available on this processor. That's pretty cool. And you're able to get start. You're able to get laptops uh, with this chip, with these spec of processors and chips, starting from next month in February. So that's pretty awesome, regardless. And then there's also the UNP series chips. So the P series uh, processors give you up to 14 cores and 20 threads. So it's a little less than the uh, than the K series, uh, than the H series, sorry, uh, and and they operate up to 28 watts base power, so that's pretty cool, and designed for for fast, thin and alt and uh, for high speed ultrabooks like the XPS laptops and so on and so forth, and then there's a U series chips that uh, run at 9 to 15 watts, and again are designed for absolutely thin and light, portable, lightweight, sort of productivity laptops where you have VMs and all that running and, it's, and you don't need all that power in front of you right there for programming or gaming or all that kind of stuff so it's pretty interesting regardless um, and that also and again apparently pro, uh, laptops with these chips will be available in the first quarter of 2022 so it's pretty interesting regardless so um, that's like basically how many processes that is that they're offering to, how many SKUs uh, so they're offering about uh, 20, uh, 28 SKUs of the 12th gen laptop chips that we have here from Intel. So it's pretty interesting. And you get also a bunch of things if you are if you have a business. You get vPro Enterprise, vPro and Intel Evo design uh, features and essentials, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's pretty cool 12th gen chip from Intel. Uh, they, finally, they have laptop uh, grade processors. That's pretty cool, uh, regardless. So uh, uh, they're coming to a laptop near you very, very soon. That's for sure. All right, we talked about Team Blue. Now we're going to switch over to Team Red, AMD. AMD, again, I'm a bit of a fan of AMD processors, and Ryzen Ryzen has really changed the game with laptop and desktop processing overwhelmingly. We've got to talk about the new Ryzen uh, processors that have shown off. The 6000 series mobile chips for laptops and two-in-ones and gaming laptops in general and then a new spec of the 5000 series uh, which happens to have if i'm if i get this right here uh happens to have a 3d um basically 3 3d v cache which is the first of its kind and a preview of the 7000 series that's coming later on now 36000 series i believe is already out for desktop if i'm right uh, so Today, what they announced was the mobile variant. Uh, this past week, they showed off the laptop variant of the 6000 series. Apparently, uh, we have we obviously we have several dozen processors for Ryzen 3, 5, 7, and 9. Uh, the fastest one, the fastest of the bunch, the Ryzen 9 6980HX, uh, has 8 cores, 16 threads, up to 5 gigahertz boost frequency, so boost clock up to 5 gigahertz, 20 megabytes of cache, and 45 watts TDP, which is pretty impressive. And the lowest of the bunch, uh, 
or the newest one, the Ryzen uh, 5 6600U has 6 cores, 12 threads, 4.5 GHz boost, and 15 to 28 watt TDU, TPU, sorry, TDP, which is pretty impressive regardless. So, uh, in a way, you could say it is a bump up from the previous generation. Uh, so, the 6000 uh, mobile chips come with Zen 3 Plus cores, CPU cores, which is uh, apparently the fastest out there. And again, the fastest of the bunch can go up to 5 GHz boost clock speed, which is, again, 1.3 times faster uh, processing speeds generally, and up to 2.1 times faster graphics than the 5000 series. That is AMD's claims. Um, that's not my claims, that's AMD's right here. So that's pretty impressive. And the other parts that were, that impressed me, another is that the 6000 mobile chips uh, from AMD uh, use 30% less power for video conferencing, good for Zoom calls, and you could do up to 24 hours of movie playback on a single charge. On a laptop, it's cool and quiet. Impressive. So, yeah. Um, so, this is AMD's answer to the Intel Core series in a way. And also, the first, th another big thing that they have is that the Ryzen 6000 series lap mobile chips are the first uh, from the Ryzen lineup to come with RDNA 2 graphics built right in for the laptop, which is impressive. Before they were using uh, they were using uh, Vega graphics, and it was not that impressive, from what I've heard. But RDNA two is a big jump up. We're talking seventy percent faster AAA gaming compared to the competition, according to AMD. That's their claims. And it's the first on-chip graphics that can play the vast majority of PC games in full HD. So, pretty bold claims from AMD, if you ask me. So, again, pretty pretty bold claims. It's also the first x86 processor to come with Microsoft Pluton security processor, giving you essentially a secure boot and, again, a quite a secure system regardless. Uh, DDR5 support, like the Intel uh, Core 12th Gen chips, PCI 4.0 and USB 4.0 support, AB1 encoding out of the gate, Wi-Fi 6C support, which is pretty impressive regardless. Uh, so, again, uh, quite a solid... Uh, punch in the balls for Intel uh, from AMD. So, quite a solid uh, strike from from Team Red, if you ask me. And there's also the AMD Ryzen 6000 Pro processors, which is again for desktop, uh, for enterprise grade laptops, including uh, the ThinkPad Z, which is pretty interesting. And again, uh, it gives you access to Pro features, which uh, again is good for IT. Uh, management and security, which is, I think, pretty important for corporate users. You don't want to have a laptop that can run fast, but then suddenly get a virus and it gets screwed around. So <laughs> that's pretty interesting. So you have the pro versions also. Um, and then they showed off the uh, Ryzen 7000 uh, processor, apparently. It'll run on AM5 socket for the first time over the AM4. So no more AM4 for Ryzen 7000, so keep that in mind. There'll be a new platform, the AM5 socket, so that's interesting, nonetheless. Um, and again, we don't know when this will be coming out, so it'll be down the road later this year. But it'll support DDR5 and G PCIe Gen 5, uh, for uh, which is impressive, and runs on 5 nanometer, uh, on a fa 5 nanometer fab, which is impressive, uh, regardless. Um, so, pretty impressive stuff from Team Red, if you ask me. I I'm impressed. Uh, as a bit of a PCMR guy.
Um, um, so yeah. Oh, the Ryzen 7000 will come with Zen 4 cores, which is 5 nanometers. So yeah, it's pretty impressive. And it'll be available in the second half of this year. Later this year, we'll get to see the 7000, uh, the Ryzen 7000 from AMD, which is pretty impressive regardless. And then, uh, and then I think before that, they then talked, showed off the Ryzen 7 5800X 3D, which apparently is the first processor to come with AMD 3D vCache, which gives you much more cache overwhelmingly, so up to up, up to 100 megabytes of cache because it's built on this 3D process. Uh, it's pretty trippy, but it's pretty interesting regardless. Apparently, it gives you 5% faster 1080p gaming across select tiles. So it's pretty impressive stuff. And again, this is only with Zen 3 cores regardless. So, uh, so it's pretty impressive uh, nonetheless. Um, you know, so pretty awesome stuff from AMD. And again, they claim that they'll have processors, uh, the Ryzen 6000 mobile chips will be coming from February, same time as Intel's. So expect to see laptops with those chips very soon. So pretty impressive stuff from Team Red. And while we're at it, we're going to talk about the GPUs from Team Red also. AMD, is al AMD also then showed off a bunch of GPUs. Firstly, the Radeon 6000M and 6000S series mobile graphics car uh, mobile graphics chips obviously the m i believe is the higher end of the two and the s is obviously for uh slim form factor uh laptops so so pretty interesting uh now uh i've seen the specs for this so for the specs as i said uh it's like the desktop variant but as i said you have four up to 40 compute units uh, it can go up to uh, two th two point four gigahertz uh, clocked when uh, when running a game, uh, up to twelve gigabytes of memory with GDDR six spec, so it's pretty impressive. And as for the S series of oh yeah, as for the S series, which is the more efficient and sl slightly slower, but again built for thin and light laptops. So you get for thin and light gaming laptops uh, up to thirty two compute units, one point nine. Uh, gigahertz uh, frequency when playing games up to get eight gigabytes of GDDR6 memory, uh, which is pretty interesting. Regardless, so there are two variants of this. The uh, the M the M spec is the higher performance one, uh, giving a pair, again according to AMD, uh, giving you roughly uh, up seven percent faster gaming performance than the previous. Uh, top of the line mobile GPU, which is pretty impressive. On the other hand, the the six thousand S is built for slim and light lap gaming laptops, uh, enabling gaming laptops with uh, weight of a, with weight of less than four point five pounds, up to twenty percent thinner than existing uh, devices. So uh, it'd probably be impressive regardless. So they've got a new mobile chips, and again, uh, they'll be coming pretty soon. Um, uh, hopefully within the first quarter, uh, mainly. Yeah, so available in Q1 2022, which is pretty impressive regardless. Then uh, further on, they then talked about the AMD Advantage laptops, which essentially are are, are a, a type of laptops that they're offering with, that offer um, both Ryzen and Radeon, Ryzen CPUs and Radeon graphics combined, and a whole bunch of specialized features, including smart access memory, uh, Smart Shift Eco and Smart Shift Max and so on and so forth. Little kind of 
uh, optimizations when you have both a CPU and GPU from AMD, which is again pretty impressive. So that's pretty cool. And their whole laptops like the Alienware M17 R5, they'll have this. So that's pretty impressive, uh, nonetheless. Um, and then we have the Radeon RX 6500 XT and 6400 graphics cards. This is interesting in a way. Uh, the 6500 XT is a slightly affordable 6000 series GPU for desktops, if you can find it at least, hopefully. Uh, you got 16 compute units uh, with a boost frequency up to 2.8 gigahertz, roughly, 16 ray accelerators, uh, 11.53 teraflops uh, of compute of peak half precision compute performance, uh, 1,024 stream processors, and 5.4 transistors as it is. Uh, and you will probably need a 400 watt and up uh, power supply to use it, mainly. 60 megabytes of cache, uh, 18 gigabytes per second memory speed overall, 4 gigs of memory, uh, GDDR6 memory in general. Um, and um, yeah, it comes with HDMI and DisplayPort, and takes up two slots in your PC. So that's pretty cool. But guess the price, uh, I'll, I'll give you a second, it'll start from $199, this is a $200 graphics card, that's pretty impressive, and it'll be available from a broad range of OEMs, including uh, Asus, uh, Gigabyte, and MSI, and many, many more, which is impressive, and usual ones like Sapphire, so pretty impressive for $200. And the I think the RX 6400, which is the second graphics card they've shown off, this is, I think, for OE. Uh, this is for uh, system builders and integrators, like iBuyPower. So if they want a GPU for their build builds that are like under a thousand dollars, they'd offer this, uh, and it won't be available to regular gamers like you and me. Uh, but if you're curious, uh, the sixty four hundred comes with twelve compute units, two point three gigahertz, uh, boost frequency, seven teraflops of peak half precision compute performance. 5.4 billion transistors, 350-watt power supply is required, uh, and more, 4 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory, um, and it's a single-slot card, which is interesting. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a uh, system-builder-only kind of card, so you can't get it uh, retail-wise, so uh, that is interesting uh, nonetheless. The RX 6500 XT will be available from January 19th, uh, but who knows, it might not be around $200, it could be more, but then again, uh, it'll be available uh, on January 19th, so that's pretty exciting. So yeah, a pretty good lineup of uh, graphics cards from AMD, uh, nonetheless. And finally, uh, NVIDIA. NVIDIA have uh, shown off also a bunch of new graphics cards. Firstly, they have shown off their 4th Gen Max-Q um, uh, graphics cards mainly. Uh, and uh, it will be available in, in over 160 new gaming laptops generally, uh, and these are uh, RTX 30 series GPUs, uh, well they're based on the 30 series la uh, GPUs, uh, the desktop variants, uh, but this is the laptop ones which are impressive, um, and you come with 1440p support and G-Sync out of the gate, you got a 3080 Ti laptop GPU and a 3070 Ti laptop GPU, First, the 3080 Ti laptop processor, 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory. It obviously offers higher performance than the desktop Titan RTX 
and it's we suitable for laptops starting at twenty four ninety nine uh, for twenty five hundred dollar laptops. So that's pretty impressive. Along with that, uh, you're also getting the RTX thirty seventy Ti uh, laptop processor, uh, which is impressive. You get seventy percent faster performance than the twenty seventy Super, and again uh, gives you excellent fourteen forty p performance according to Nvidia, uh, and it'll be suitable for laptops starting from fifteen hundred dollars. So probably my kind of laptops that I want to get. So it'll be coming with the RTX 3070 Ti, at least. So, pretty cool stuff. Uh, and as I said, these two chips, uh, these two mobile GPUs are coming with the 4th gen Max-Q technology, uh, giving you features like CPU Optimizer and Battery Boost 2.0. Three times performance improvement on all their favorite, on your favorite creator apps like Photoshop and Premiere Pro. 70% more battery life, which I think is definitely welcome. Uh, and if you're talking about the top of the line, desktop GPUs, you get seven, you get seven times faster render, uh, 3D renders than the 16-inch MacBook Pro M1X processors. Ouch, that is quite a performance bump. So yeah, uh, NVIDIA is not slouching. They got super fast laptops and um, M1 or no M1, uh, they're obviously faster than the rest of the pack. Uh, so we got these new desktop uh, laptop chips. That's definitely awesome in a way. And then... Uh, we have the RTX 3050. As if we don't have, uh, as if we're out of RTX GPUs to buy, NVIDIA is releasing a new spec, a new SKU of RTX GPU, and that's called the RTX 3050. Uh, this comes with two gen, second gen uh, RT cores for ray tracing, third gen tensor cores for DLSS and, A and AI processing. Um, and yeah, essentially it's a more affordable, this is again a step below in the name, as in the name, it's a step below the R3060, the 3070, and it's supposed to give you a decent performance for a bang, uh, for a good, uh, for a buck in a two. Um, so, so the RTX 3050 comes with nine shader T-flops, 18 ray tracing T-flops, and 73 tensor uh, T-flops, which is pretty interesting, 8GB GDDR6 memory, and uh, yeah, uh, apparently, this is like a beginner card uh, between the 1650 and the 3060-ish. Um, and it's supposed to get you straight into RTX gaming without an issue. It'll be available starting at $249, which is a pretty interesting starting price. Obviously, it'll be, probably be much higher than that. It'll be available on January 26th. So, uh, January 27th, sorry. So, that's definitely interesting. Again, it's a stepping stone to RTX gaming, so that's pretty cool. Uh, regardless, and, and again, it's good to see that NVIDIA and AMD are offering affordable GPUs for everyone, uh, assuming able to get those GPUs, that is, so, uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting, uh, bunch of graphics cards, nonetheless. But yeah, we've talked about, uh, new processors from NVIDIA, Intel, and AMD, and all the new phones that come out, there, so this is the first part, there's a second part, but I'll drop it on Friday, because uh, making these podcasts take a lot of, uh, making these podcasts uh, is a lot of work, you could say. It, it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of time, a lot of power, a lot of energy. So, um, so yeah, um, I'll try my best. If not, then I'll let you know on Monday. Uh, but yeah, on Monday we'll probably talk about the best of CES that's come out. So the weird and the wonderful and the best kind of, so uh, yeah. Uh, but Till the till the extra episode and Monday, but yeah. Um, what do you think of everything you've heard today? Let me know on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. I'm on Sid, 
underscore my own 99. Follow me there if you can. Subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, reviews help us get the show further and further in, in the search results. That definitely helps. Share it with your friends and family. Do everything you can to support. Uh, I definitely appreciate it because it's a lot of work to make it. And again, uh, if probably like what, like if nobody listens to it, I'll probably give up somewhere, but I shouldn't give up. But then again, it's a lot of work. So uh, again, we'll definitely appreciate all your support. Yeah, uh, till next week, this is your Burman signing out. Uh, stay safe, take care wherever you are. And again, uh, I'll see you very soon. All right. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. All right. Ciao.